Welcome everyone to Films with the Woman in My Life. My name is Brennan and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hello everyone. And Mama Kay. Hey. And tonight we were reviewing Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. It's Shaun uh, of the Dead. It's a zombie apocalypse movie from 2004. It's the 15th anniversary uh, and the month of when it came out originally. So we thought just like uh, when we did the... Uh, Eternal Sunshine review, we do another older anniversary movie. It's always um, it was come back to a classic. And yeah. you said it was a Zom Rom com. That's the best. It's a Zom Rom. So yeah, <laughs> let me read the synopsis real quick here before we get into some of our discussion. Uh yeah, it's a Zom Rom com. That's a zombie romantic comedy. Uh it follows the adventures of underachiever Sean, played by Simon Pegg, his best mate Ed, played by Nick Frost as they cope with a zombie invasion of North London and attempt to rescue Sean's girlfriend, Liz, played by uh, Kate Ashfield, and his mom, played by Penelope Wilton. I love uh, her. And it's going... Yeah, she's she's great. Uh, Barbara. She's going to be... She's great in this. Barbara. Um, so those are your four of your, I guess, seven principal characters. Other than that, you have David and Diane, uh, the flatmates of... Of Liz, played by Dylan Moran and Lucy Davis, and then you get Bill Nighy playing Philip, uh, Barbara's husband and Sean's stepfather. Uh, so I think most people will know Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. They're probably the two most famous British actors. Uh, Bill Nighy also quite famous. Um, he looks like he's been in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I know you're a fan of his. Some of the stuff he's yeah. been in. Yeah, Love Actually, he had a really funny role in that, and then uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise in that, what was he, Wild? no, what was his character in that? He was Davy Jones in that. Davy Jones, yeah, big deal. <laughs> tentacle, gooey guy, tentacle face. Gooey guy. Yeah, you called them gooey guys. Yeah. Um, and then I have some of our lesser known actors and actresses here, uh, Lucy Davis is Diane, she, uh, I know her from a couple of American sitcoms, she's on Marin. Uh, she's on Better Things, uh, and she was originally the uh, the basically the Pam Beasley equivalent on the uh, British The Office. Yeah, when oh. that was originally out. Yeah, yeah. So had that taken off, that's who she she would play. She Dawn also Tinsley. named Pam in that series. She, her name was Dawn in that. Oh, uh, but she was the receptionist. She was the, the the equivalent. She was a receptionist dating the warehouse worker guy, um, Penelope <laughs> Wilton, the mom. Uh, I don't recognize her from much. Uh, I know she's in the exotic Marigold Hotel movies. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm she was okay. in. Yeah, she's in other British stuff with, you know, primarily female movie, female movies in Britain. So she, I think she was in Calendar Girls. Uh, I've seen her in a few different things. Yeah, she's she works some mostly in British things. Um, Dylan Moran is like a comedian. Um, and he, oh, you I wouldn't think, pick that up. Yeah, not, not in this, he's not. No, in this, he's horrible. Um, but uh, <laughs> he, he is the co-creator and writer and star in the, uh, the, the TV show Black Books, which is a British uh, TV show. That's probably his most famous role. That was 10, 15 years ago. Um, not a whole lot since then. And then Kate Ashfield, who is, I guess, the romantic lead in this. I, I don't recognize her from anything. Does, uh, do you guys know her from anything else? No. No, I feel like I've seen her face before, but maybe it's because I watched the movie before that I thought she looked familiar. <laughs> she I has a kind the... of... Sub... Oh, I saw sorry. her the first time that I watched Shaun of the Dead. 
Yeah, Shaun of the first time I watched. Yeah, she's from the other time I watched Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we should say I I've seen Shaun of the Dead like f- at least 40 times like i've seen this movie a lot and uh mama k i know you've seen it a couple times as well i've seen it a handful of times but mostly when you're you know you're flipping through the tv and you're so i was just noting last night that i was like i can't remember the last time i saw the actual beginning of the movie so it was nice to watch it from the very beginning yeah you probably it's on tv a lot so something like you jump in whenever it's you know kind of halfway through or whatever um and then uh, Nicole, I know you are probably the the you've seen it the you've seen it, this is your second time. Yeah, it, I've only seen this two times now. So yeah, I guess you know it ranges from you know having seen it front to back over and over, you know, kind of catching it on TV, you know, pretty frequently, and then you know the, the to- total new. So three different kind of this is uh, some people's levels. yeah this is some people's uh, Jumanji like like how I turn on Jumanji every time it's on TV. <laughs> Yes, Nicole's favorite movie is the original Jumanji. So this is some people's Jumanji. So, I like that. Yeah, this is this is some people's Jumanji. We don't know who, uh, so, but some people. Yeah, someone someone's Jumanji is this. Somebody's a woman. Uh, so, I'll go into the, the way we rate things here at Films with the Women of My Life. We rate on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Um, so I will start with Mama Kay. What do you think of the plot of Shaun of the Dead? Oh, I, I mean, I love the plot of this movie. I don't like zombie movies, um, but first it's British, so I'm in. And it's a comedy, so I like that. Um, but I just thought the plot was so funny. The, the way, I mean, Edgar Wright as a filmmaker makes me want to watch a movie anyway. So... Uh, we haven't talked about him yet, but um, I I love the plot of this movie. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, we haven't talked about Edgar Wright yet. I think we'll talk about him some more in like the visual and sound because I think that's where he shines really. Um, but he's, I mean, his American or he did the Canadian film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Baby yes. Driver was his most recent U.S. release. But uh, we could talk more about him in the, the visual and sound. But um, uh, Nicole, what did you think of the plot? Um, well, I guess in terms of like parody films was this this was like the original parody zombie film right yeah i would say one of the first i mean it's the i mean i'm sure there were others but yeah i uh... think i care for other ones better like more than this one um i I don't know i'm not one for british films (laughs) so like zombie land or i mean the only other zombie parody movie i can think of is zombie land so. I think that's what I'm probably most comparing it to, and oh, I thought okay. that that one was much better than this one. Well, Zombieland, I think Murray, was so that helps. Oh yeah, Zombieland, I think is a good movie too. I I, I think I prefer this, but they're I think they're both good. Yeah. Uh, came, this we should say this came first, um, but right. Uh, you got, neither of you guys gave a number rating. I forgot to say we we rate one to five. I know you guys don't always strictly oh. reside in those, but <laughs> yeah, I guess I would give this like a like a two and a half, three for story. <laughs> For the for, for the plot, yeah, for plot, plot story, whatever so, you, yeah, yeah. I think I think for a plot, I, yeah, I I give it a four and a half. I really love it. I think it gets a little cloudy from like the beginning when we're watching him go through his mundane day to day thing. I mean, you see all the the little background uh, foreshadowing. So I get. I mean, I like that. Um, yeah. But then when we get into the actual zombies, like like Mama K said, <laughs> I'm not a zombie fan either. So. I, just, I actually I agree that the zombies, like that. the zombies are the worst part of this movie. Yeah, so. I don't get into that. 
<laughs> I mean, you could say they're the worst part. No, I, they, I think some other things are the worst part. I, I like this up. But anyway, the plot, I also agree. I give it a four or five. I really like this plot. I mean, I think I've watched it so many times now that I, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm nitpicking certain things that I really don't like that stand out. But, you yeah, know, but you're I, also I, I, seeing I'm, things that, you, like, even last night when we were watching it, you're like, oh, I didn't notice that that was so-and-so from such-and-such. Like, right, from it's early, something I could really appreciate. Like, every time, I, and I've, yeah, I've seen it so many times, there's still new things every time. Like, I, well, that, I, that's I'm a good sure. movie when you can pick up things that you haven't seen after watching it X amount of times. Like, you notice Lots that the times. one guy in the store came in later and was a zombie. Like, you, I like stuff like that, too, when you pick up little things that were missed before. Yeah, it's a really smart film. The way and the way he the way he filmed it is really smart. So, yeah, and the right we should say the writing. It's also written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, the star. Um, yeah, the the writing on this is really. There, I don't think there's a single wasted line of dialogue. This the writing is just really. It's, it's tight. So, it's it's tight. It's circular, but in the best yeah. way because like. If a, if a line said once in one context, it's going to be said again later in a different context. But it like it's going to make sense both right. times, and it right. it's just a lot of threads that all tie together. That so, really small threads, and they all weave yeah. really well. Um, like I said, it's only not a five because I think I've seen if I saw this once or twice, I think it'd probably be a five. But because I've seen it so many times, there's a few things that bother me coming like later on. But uh, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what happens in the movie. Sean is a salesman at an electronics store. Uh, he's kind of aimless. He's like in his late, I think he's 29, so late 20s guy, early 30s. Yeah. Um, we start the movie where it's him and his girlfriend Liz. Um, and they're sitting in the Winchester. That's the pub that him and his buddy the Nick Winchester. Frost character Ed, yeah, the, the two the two of them always hang out. And Liz, I would is like tired. to hang out there. I definitely would. It, it looks pretty yeah. sweet. I, I, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, Liz is tired of it though. They go there like it sounds like every night or every time yeah. they want to go out, they go there. And Liz is ready to move this relationship onto the next level. I mean, they've gotten too comfortable where they're at, so it's Fisher Cup bait time. So she's yeah. she's ready to either move it along because she wants to actually grow as a person and Simon Pegg's character does not. He could care he couldn't care less about about growing into a you know, into a more adult human being so sophisticated man <laughs> yeah and we get the pull He's from the, not. We, we get the pull from the friends i like what liz says it, it uh they only exacerbate things you get ed on one side who's sean's friend who's a total slacker loser bum yeah and is completely holding him back and like just just uh just like a wreck and then you've got uh david and diane who are liz's like college friends who they're, you know, so they're a couple yeah, they're yeah, very, but, they're uptight. They're they're on the other end of this spectrum. They like, are. They're com- super team Liz. Like we Liz Liz is the reason we exist. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they they cling so much to to Liz and for two different and Liz and uh, Sean for two different reasons. And we'll get into that because I those are character developments that aren't as clear your first couple watches, but become way more clear later on. Like as you keep watching it, and I really like how the characters are woven together. Um, yeah. but that's like the push pull. That's the, that's the conflict in the beginning is Liz is sick of Sean not taking action in his life. And John is just really, he's content. Like he just like, doesn't really care. Not in like a hopeless malicious way, but like just in a, eh, you know, yeah. Eh. Content is the right word. He's just like, eh, this is, this is how I'm going to be until, until the one night when they get, 
drunk and and he decides that he needs to reevaluate his life and he writes on the whiteboard that he needs to um the things the three things that he needs to do um in life right he so wants this is to where we goals so that he could be with liz so after this first prologue i guess where we get like the the basic setup um we get a, basically a day in the life of sean he wakes up ed's laying around being a bum their other flatmate um pete who is far Pete. more successful than either of them. It sounds like he's doing well at whatever company he's doing. He's basically moved on with his life and is tired of Ed's shit. Um, and you get there that trifecta relationship, the three of them living together. Then you get, um, you get him at the electronics store, and all the other electronics associates are like kids, and they're all not listening to him, and they don't give a shit. Uh, you meet, and you also meet... Um, uh, Bill Nye's character in there. You meet uh, Philip, and Philip and Sean clearly have a contentious relationship, the stepfather stepson relationship. Um, and then you get after that, you get uh, he's going through his day. He's Liz calls about reserving a table for Valentine's Day. He doesn't do it because he's distracted by work and just not paying attention. Um, and all the while, all the while, you're getting hints that zombie apocalypse is happening you get you get like right. people just passing out in the street see but this no is where i come into play because you need to watch the background in this one yeah this is I'm the one this is the, this is the part of the movie where nicole shines because she sees she's not even <laughs> watching the plot at all she's watching all the stuff happen in the background right <laughs> right she's not watching the character the main character very, she's seeing. no but it's very key to see what's happening behind so i like that people passing out what's going on on the tv so the zombie apocalypse is up- is upon us, right? But like, no, I mean, not only is Sean our principal character not knowing, but no one, none of the other characters around him are noticing either, which is making it right. really like it's it's you know obvious in the background that all the shit's happening, but like only only the viewers are really recognizing all the characters within the movie aren't recognizing at all, um, right. and so he's going through his day. He doesn't book the table is the bottom line for Liz. Um, He's supposed to drop off flowers for his mom the next day. That's why. Uh, that's why Philip came to confront him at the electronics store, because um, it sounds like Sean's flaked before. Because he's, you know, right, kind of a he's childish a flake. bum. Uh, yeah. So, so Liz breaks up with him, and at that night, and uh, David, the 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 one flatmate, is being really condescending and awful, and uh, Diane is kind of su- trying to support Sean a little bit but also right. clearly on Liz's side by the like she'll always take she will take Liz's side but she is all she's always kind of pulling for Sean um and so we've basically got all, this first day we were introduced to all of our principal characters except for Barbara who will get in the next day but uh what do you uh, I'll let uh, Nicole go first what do you think of these characters these six seven oh, principal characters well I haven't really decided what kind of character I like yet in any movie, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what. I think kind. it changes. Yeah. Any character can be good or bad. I mean, no, it see, I, 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 every time I do a review, I always tell you I don't like the character that blank. Okay, this one, I don't <laughs> like the the friend. Oh my god, he is repulsive, and, and it's, and a, it's not funny. Character? Yeah, it's not funny to me at all. I think no, he's just absolutely disgusting. Um, yeah, he's such a leech. Yeah, he's, I don't care for leech. him at all. Yeah. Uh, and also, don't like the other uh, flatmate, David. the one with the suit. <laughs> the one with the glasses. Oh, 
Damn. I'm glad Heat? that I'm glad that his outcome is what it is at the end of this. Ugh. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> does anybody else get Simon Pegg and Bill Burr mixed up? <laughs> I don't know who um, Bill Burr is. Oh, comedian. he's another comedian that looks exactly oh. like him. The thing is, they look very similar. Their like <laughs> voices and attitudes do not seem at all similar at all. Uh-oh. I think it's just their appearance. I always get them mixed up. Whenever I see like a Bill Burr thing, I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Shaun of the Dead, but it's not at They're all. They're both kind of like short, no. working class yeah. looking redheads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, uh, like no. that face. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is not really that funny to me, unfortunately. Um, so the characters don't do much. The other guy, all the guys in this suck. Everybody sucks. I don't like any other. <laughs> yeah, I don't like any other person. Who do you like? Do you like anyone in this movie? Not really. Interesting. No, I, I don't really because I don't like the mom when when we find out later on what happened to her when she's sitting in the pub. Oh God, she's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's also. Yeah. I mean, if you don't go along with the comedy and it's a it's very British show. It's and very murder- British. Yeah, and I'm that's not a not British person. I- <laughs> no, you're not. You. I don't American. think any listeners will mistake you for a British person. <laughs> uh, I yeah. give the characters like. I mean, I guess it's funny to some people. I give, give it like a like a two. <laughs> Mama K, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I like the characters. They're not. They're pretty flat and one dimensional. There's not a whole lot, you know, to them. They're all there to serve a purpose, and the. The thing that I like about the characters, the the thing that's interesting is like you have these characters and, and you think, oh, these guys are all really different. And then at some point in the movie, they actually meet another set of characters that is exactly the same as this first set oh, of that's characters a good that, you, that you run and- with. Yeah. And that is like the that is the best thing. And the thing about the movie is the smartness of the whole thing is that it's it's subtle everything is done exactly the way it should be done and and edgar wright knows how to play that you know like amazingly um i don't think there's any character that i would like want to step into their shoes for sure um but i think they all do exactly the job that they're supposed to do and i like i like that i like simon Pegg. i like watching him um I don't really see him in a ton of stuff. I mean, he he was in the the Mission Impossible franchise, which you know he was probably a little bit of a waste in, I guess. But um, he's in the Star Treks too. He's in what? The new Star Treks. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> so okay, I well, he, 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 I mean, he acts. He's not. He's not. You know. No, I'm just saying, but but that's not my realm. So I don't. I don't. I don't see him in those kind of things. So. Um, yeah, and I love and I do love British shows and comedies and you know Faulty Towers and all that kind of jo- junk. I just love that kind of stuff. So this is everything about this is right up my alley, and the characters are are good. I would give the char- characters a strong four because they do exactly the job that they need to get done in the film. Not that any of them are particularly deep or super interesting characters one of my favorite characters is actually the one who's the female counterpart of uh of sean when they the girl meet they run into all the time yeah yeah i i really like her because I, there's something about her that's just like that's almost Positive. like a little yeah and tongue-in-cheek <laughs> like you guys know what's going on here right that this is the same character only she's somebody else so yeah i like yeah I like so it. i like I, them. I think a lot of your takes are similar to what mine are. I like, I like some British things, uh, some British 
um, you know, movies and TV. Um, comedy, usually not, but this one is is a particularly good. It's probably one of my favorite British comedies. Um, I'm also going to yeah, give the characters... Money. It's not like Monty Python comedy. Comedy. It's not like. I that. mean, that's not just British. It's also a little, you know, dated. I think. I mean, I I'm hope sure. After forty yeah. watches, you still enjoy it. <laughs> I well, I enjoy it. See, I enjoy it differently now. It, and that's a movie that you can repeat. Is that like the first time I watched it? I was probably in stitches laughing because I probably thought everything was awesome. And now I know the movie, you know, like the back of my hand. So like it's. But even then, I'm still new, learning new things. Like, oh, I didn't notice that wrinkle on the back of my hand before. Um, like, it's like it's it's. Uh, I appreciate different things about it now, and it's pretty much all the writing and visual style that I appreciate yeah. even more now. Yes. But the characters, and I think Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, when they do their movies together, they write very, very, very archetypal characters. There's nothing. Um, right. There's nothing complex about them per se. Right. You you right. learn new things about them as it goes, but it's nothing surprising. It's more of Un, un, it's it's what you expect, but it's uh, it's seeing those archetypes interact and producing the situations that they're in, and you right. know that I, it's it's nothing. It's the characters don't evolve per se. I mean, I think uh, Sean's evolution in this is not almost nothing because of the. I mean, by the end, he had. I mean, and I would say that about anyone. No one's really changed a whole lot by the end or by the end of their character arc. I really wish that the gross survive. friend. I really wish that the gross friend changed. Like, he was just so, no. Like, even. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one changed. So, that's the, the gross friend. Everyone, I think a lot of guys who watch this probably love Ed, Nick Frost's character, who is. Oh, the, yeah, because that's who they want to be. Like, yeah, they want to be the, the, the bum couch surfing, pot, no dealing, job, video yeah. game playing slob. And and just get away with it for as long as they can because that's what Nick Frost is in this. That's what Ed is. I disagree. I disagree though that Sean didn't evolve because, you know, when when they showed him in the beginning and he was trying to you know step in as manager of the electronic shops and he was basically managing all kids that were ten years younger than him and they were giving him no respect. That's very true. Um, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he is like the go-to guy for making sure that they don't get killed during this zombie apocalypse. He's very, that's true. He does become Yeah, he's a very leader. timid in trying to uh, explain himself to his girlfriend, too, why he didn't make a reservation, why he didn't buy her flowers. He's a baby about it. And then he he does evolve into trying to save her life. Like, he decides that yeah. he needs to step in and do this like a man. Right. He has yeah, I suppose he arcs a little bit. But I would say he kind of arcs back into a circle by the end, and when we get to the end, I'll explain what I mean by by that. Yeah, it does. But yeah. um, so that's we get the the setup with all of them. Then the next day happens, and the zombie apocalypse like officially starts in um, full swing. And it's and this is we'll talk about the visual sound after uh, in a second here. But this is where the visual and sound of the movie. And of all all of Edgar Wright's movie is just peak. Yes. It's just it, it yes. without the. I mean, this is what makes his movies memorable, rewatchable, and just always fun and kinetic with their energy. Um, yeah, we see basically his first, the beginning of his first day, the first fifteen minutes of his first day repeated, except now it's the zombie apocalypse. So you see, he's walking down the street to the convenience store where he bought a soda before, and. Instead of a guy jogging by before, there's a guy sprinting by before. He's being chased by zombies. And instead right. of a guy um, like walking down the street asking for change, he's like a zombie, but he's asking for change. But the whole time, uh, Sean's not noticing any of this because he's just like uh, walking along. He thinks the zombie's begging for money because he's making a uh, holding his hand. He's like, oh, no, I don't have any change. 
Um, yeah, he's also working on like three hours sleep because he was up the night before singing White Lines with his buddy. So. Right, <laughs> he, him and Nate Frost are jamming to White Lines. I guess we really started the, saw the start of the apocalypse then, but um, right, but it's not like they we saw it, but all. he didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't notice. We notice, but they don't notice. Um, yeah. And uh, like he doesn't see the bloody handprints on the soda th- uh, thing that he buys, and he makes it all the way back to the house after running into several people without <laughs> noticing that the zombie apocalypse has started. Um, and then I guess the first zombie they see is Mary in the backyard. Um, she, they just think she's drunk. They still don't realize it's a zombie (laughs) because she's just, she's just pale and wandering around in the backyard. It's just Uh, some random chick in their, in their garden, they call it. Yeah. There's a girl in the garden. A and, the so she starts trying to bite them and she they think she's just like some like crackhead kind of thing and they push her into uh, like a baseball tee like the little mountain no it's an tea. umbrella stand an umbrella oh stand, it's an umbrella yeah. stand oh i always thought it was yeah. a baseball okay uh, yeah an umbrella stand and she falls right through it and like just pierces <laughs> i love the hole that when she stands up she's got a hole yeah. in her body i love that you can see his face in it <laughs> yeah you see yeah. both their faces like pan through the hole in her in her stomach and that's when they're like, oh, sh- like, oh shit! They like, Something's and they lock themselves in here. They they lock themselves inside, and um, this is a lot of li- this, this is where they like a lot of little good comedic bits here, and how it's shot yeah. too. Um, uh, Mama K, what do you think? What do you think of like the visual and sound of this movie? Because I, I, mean, I, I we've talked about it a good amount up to here. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what makes it for me because I mean it's basically you see a little bit of Groundhog Day kind of stuff going on to kind of give you an idea of how things have changed from the day before and that he's such a routine dude um, that it literally takes somebody falling on an umbrella stand and making a hole in their body for him to realize <laughs> it's not the same day as it was before. Um, and you know, I it's super charming the way that they try to kill the, another guy winds up being in the garden with her and they they try to figure out how to to kill these thing the these zombies and by now they've seen something on the television that says you have to go for the head and all of this kind of stuff removing and, the and, head or destroying yeah, the brain or destroying the brain right <laughs> so they they take out you know, the first thing they take out is like they gather a bunch of stuff <laughs> <laughs> they get like in a laundry supplies. basket <laughs> yeah like a toaster and they're just throwing things at it and then pretty soon for you know they throw a record and they that's one of the album the the uh, 33 album sticks and then it's like oh let's do that so then they just get their whole album like this is what we should do we should kill them with you know vinyl <laughs> basically <laughs> death by vinyl um instead of trying to get into they have a garden shed that probably has some serious weaponry in it which we find out later is yeah much better they've got a cricket bat and what's the other i think it's a shovel Race, uh, a shovel yeah a shovel, a shovel and a cricket, and a cricket bat, bat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, lock originally. That, that That's works. why they didn't want to try to go in, and then they're just like, ah, they just ramped <laughs> through. Yeah, but instead, you know, let's gather stuff in a basket, and then also throw all of our albums. But the funny part is, while they're talking about, while they're throwing the albums, they they're going through it, and they're like, not Purple Rain, you know, no, don't throw that, you know, that's it's an original press, you know, that Second kind of coming. stuff. But, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, but they, meanwhile, Sade gets, you know, thrown, which probably is legit. But <laughs> Oh, man. Because it, be- it belongs to, uh, what's her face? The the love interest. Liz. So, yeah, what did, Liz. Uh, what did you think, um, Nicole? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Well, I was just like, do you want me to give you a number or are we not doing numbers? Oh, today? sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I do. I do. I like the numbers. Yeah, that's, he totally excels in this. I mean, he's almost perfect. I would. 
Because I want to talk about Baby Driver a little bit, which is fantastic at doing this, which no, would get no. a five. I would We're talking about this. this <laughs> I know, but I would have to give this a four and a half just because I have to compare it to the amazing work that he did um, sound-wise in Baby Driver. So, Okay. Um, I... Uh... Don't, I'm focusing on the on the visual of this in terms of the way that the zombies looked in this movie. Uh, um, yeah, they were really lackluster, weren't they? <laughs> they were just they, they were, were just not the Living Dead zombies. People though. with they white, like, yeah, people with white makeup they, on their face. Some um, of them, I will yeah. give you that. I mean, some of them have some stuff going on, but yeah, I, I mean. I like they weren't Walking Dead zombies. They were definitely you know Night of the Living Dead, George Romero zombies. Yeah, they yeah. were old school. They're not. They weren't modernly done. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was 2004, right. but I mean, still, yeah, I get what it looked. It looked. They a were super dated. slow, but I think they had to be like. And otherwise, it doesn't make. They couldn't have done any of the movie. It'd just be the zombies are way too fast, and now they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> So. Um, yeah, it did look a little dated to me at the end when they have a, there's a scene where this guy's guts are ripped out of his body. And, uh, I mean, I guess that one was okay, but, uh, I had to I give this I think that still holds up. We can get to that, but I, yeah, I, I it, it does. Well. It does better than the rest of the movie, uh, in my opinion. So I think I might give this movie like, uh, a two and a half for the, for the visual and sound. Nothing, nothing sticks oh. out of me as having a good sound bits to it. You know, I oh, mean, so, I, love it. I think the sound you could critique. I think the visuals. I, I'm hard pressed to critique a visual because of the, the way he cuts yeah. his movie, uh, especially in the yeah. be- even in the beginning when we it shows him like brushing his teeth, putting his name tag on, and buttering his or jam putting jam on his toast. Like it's all quick shot right. and cut really well and kinetically. I, I use that word kinetic. It's just everything flows. I don't. I don't really get lulled in this movie, even watching it this many times. There's not oh, a the whole th- middle's a lull. You could, I mean, if you if you don't like any of the comedy and you don't care for the plot as it's going, then yes, I can understand that. But I I think just because I think because of how it's shot for me anyway, why, how it's shot, everything flows and there's no more than a two or three minute lull at a time at the most. I'm pretty I'm pretty into it the whole time. There's not there's not a big bathroom break section I could have. Maybe at the end a little bit. There's a few parts, but for the most part, I'm I'm flowing through it. Um, and I think sound- on the, the last on the last part of the when they're almost to the Winchester is when I'm like, okay, you guys have been jumping into people's, you know, over fences and in people's gardens and that that kind of that's a lull for me. That's that lasts why I don't a like long. when a character's so. stupidity gets so out of hand and so like, okay, you've done this for twenty minutes now. I think that's when it starts to lose me too. Well, I think they're mostly stupid characters. I mean, I don't think anyone's particularly yeah. like. I mean, even the, the 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 smarter characters, I guess you could say. I guess, but even yeah, like even like Liz is, you could say she's like the voice of reason, but she's not really. She doesn't really, she doesn't take action. She doesn't uh, have an alternative plan. I mean, she, right? You know, no one's particularly smart. I guess is what I'm saying. No, I do like the scene that you're talking about too, okay. when he's describing his plan of how he's got to get things done. And they uh, keep switching it around because they keep thinking of like yeah. the worst case scenario. It's like, oh, okay. Right. Well, then we're gonna go and do it this way. I, I like that. That's <laughs> always one of the best. Um, yeah, they do. Yes. Uh, they're they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do to you know basically save everyone and get somewhere safe. They're like, All right, we'll uh, head to Barbara's house. Take care of Philip. Philip flips around. And he's a kazami, and then it starts with, "I'm so sorry, Philip," and they have to kill him. Yep. They run out of the house with Barbara, Philip. and she's like swaying back and forth. That's always a great shot. 
they go to Liz's yeah. house, and then they're just like, we'll just a nice cup of tea till it all blows over. And then they're like, oh, no, that won't work because of whatever. And then they do the exact same thing they see again, but they speed it up. <laughs> and I love the way they speed up the killing of Philip. The beginning is, I'm so oh, sorry, yeah. Philip. And by the end, sorry. And they just bash him. And they just keep <laughs> Like, every time they think of a new scenario, it's the exact same thing played faster. But but even yeah, that, then, it's That's a, a really of- good cut shot. I like that a lot. So yeah, I guess yeah. for visual and sound, it's a four or five as well, just because the sound is while while good is not you know excellent, and I've seen him do better sound in most of his other movies. Um, not to say yeah. it's not above average for most filmmakers, but the visual uh, out of this part, out of the park, great, great, great visual. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we we can't go through this movie beat by beat. There's just too many too, scenes, too much to going on. Yeah. The point is they get. Yeah. They get the whole crew together. They get Barbara. They get Philip. They get Diane. They get David, and then it's and it's the two of them, and they have and Liz. So we get the seven of them at the beginning. Um, they're all crammed into <laughs> they're all crammed into Philip's tiny car, and Philip's Jaguar. It's a Jaguar. Jaguar, and uh, yeah, and who and Ed's always wanted to drive the Jag. Um, and, yeah. and in order to get the Jag, he crashes their other good car so that that's the only car <laughs> they have. So, and yeah, that guy is such a dick. Yeah, I mean, my God, it is just a selfish idiot, but like, yeah, again, he, no one's, uh, isn't this where you malicious. learn that, isn't this where you learn that what's his name? Pete has become a zombie. Yeah. Their flatmate Pete has become a zombie. The one who does not <laughs> like Ed and who is, you know, sick of his shit and wants to move on with his life. Yeah. He was bit by some crackheads or something the night before. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it turns out he was bit by a zombie. He turned into a zombie. So they took his car, crashed it because Dick Frost, uh, Ed, he wanted to drive the Jag. So yeah. now the seven of them are all crammed in this tiny Jag. Um, Philip's been attacked again. So he turns and, uh, we we're down to six now. The six of them, and we—it's the six of them for most of the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. And so Sean's the clear leader. Ed's disinterested. Liz is kind of always questioning him. David is the antagonist, not the zombies. David's the antagonist. The other flatmate yes. who we should say at this yes. point, very obviously, and they explain it a little bit later, has a crush on Liz. And I think, I didn't notice it the first couple of times, but I think to me it's pretty clear at this point, Diane, David's girlfriend, has a crush on Sean. Do you guys feel that? Yes. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. So it's like a a love square. And now it becomes more clear why David and Diane are hanging around with Liz and Sean to begin with. It's because they each have a crush on each of them, and they're just kind of together because, you know, like kind of convenience waiting on the shoe to drop kind of thing. Um, right. and then we have Barbara who is kind of a ditz. I don't I, like, I, every she's time I watch really this, a ditz. every time I think about this more, she really is not, she's almost as uninvolved as Ed. Um, as far as like, it's, I think it's really surprising to me how much more as I watch this, that it's really Sean, Liz, Diane, and David, the four of them have the, have the, um, the tension and the drama and the, and Ed and Barbara are almost ancillary kind of comic relief. Um, characters oh man i hate characters like that i think she's so stupid it just really pisses me off (laughs) who barbara (laughs) yes oh my god barbara has some brilliant lines though i mean 
I don't know. There's just she's just such a quintessential like mom. You know, should I put the kettle on? Of course, yeah. There's a zombie apocalypse. Let's put the kettle on. <laughs> Are you hungry? Uh, yes. No. Yeah. No, mom. I'll make some sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of good she's lines. Classic. Like, good lines of that. That for and then I think Ed will get the 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 teenage young adult male stoner crowd laughs because he's always yeah. on the phone with one of his friends saying he doesn't have pot for them. And he's just always, he's just dropping stupid lines. Like, he's... Yeah, he's not funny at all. Like, zero funny. Well, he's not funny to, you know, a middle-aged mom <laughs> and a woman who doesn't like British humor at all. Like, you, you two are yeah. not exactly his... And I, I'm going to say he's not Do my favorite character. you think he's character. funny? He's not my favorite character, but he's not... Not, not only is he not my least, he's probably third. Out of, so, out of the six of them, I think... <sighs> I mean, I really like Sean, and I really like Diane. I've liked Diane more and more every time watching this. Uh, Lucy Davis's yeah. character, and um, and then it's probably Ed, and then no. Barbara. Wow. And then I don't, I don't like Liz, and I don't like David. I really don't like. I mean, David, you can't like. Wait a minute. Where does Philip fit in here? I love Philip. Yeah, I like, but he, I, I mean, he's not in it as. I I consider the other six the core because I'd say over half the movies with. Once it's the zombie apocalypse, Philip's there for very briefly. He gets taken out pretty early on. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's pretty key. I mean, I know I you also pretty... like that side character they run into, but she has spent you know a minute or two of screen time. Like I don't um, even remember her. She <laughs> you, you, you blink and you miss her. They her. She runs into Sean in the beginning. They go over. They they they're old friends or something. How you doing? Like like small talk. And that's another part of the. She's there at the end. And when, she when the shows up at the come end. And everything. Yeah. And it's it's good. She's, she's like, she's, oh, good on you. I see you got to the Winchester. Oh, great, good on you. You know. She, like, okay. But she's another example of the good uh, circular dialogue. When she first runs into Sean, it's yeah. Uh, how you doing? And she, Sean goes, yeah, surviving. Like you know, it's just an off the cuff. Then later on at the end of the yeah. movie, it's her and Liz, and they run into her again. And um, yeah. she's like, how you doing? And Sean and Liz are like, surviving. Like, now they, like, it truly means what it means. <laughs> now it's actually, yeah, he's actually surviving. But, like, that's, like, yeah, that's, she, and the, all her lines, um, at the end of, um, when she's talking to Sean the first time, uh, he's like, oh, you still with Liz? And he's like, yep, the three years now or whatever. And she's like, oh, glad somebody made it. And then at the end, she's like, oh, it's just you two now. And they're like, yeah. And she says, well, glad somebody made it. Like, do they do, right. do directors do this on purpose where they pick a character who the actress looks exactly like another actress in the movie? Because she looks exactly like Liz. No, she doesn't. So, from what I remember, because um. obviously I don't remember her very much, but I think she's just too too yeah. reminiscent of the other characters. It doesn't stand out. I think she looks more like Diane than Liz, but that, I, maybe I that's she, what I'm thinking of. That I, that's what I meant. Diane's the one with the little wool hat. Yeah, she looks like one of them. I just if they want her to stand out as like a key component of this, I don't know if she's well, supposed all, to be they're like all twenty something white British people, and Nick Frost is the only yeah. you know, fat one. So you know, they kind of are. They're all going to look kind of similar at the end of like at a certain I point. I don't think, and I don't think they want her to stand out. She's just sort of like a a mirror image of of Sean, like it's you know it's just something it's just another somebody else that he can play off of right um and i think in the movie so yeah um, and i mean I, i'm gonna say this i don't like liz at all like the more i watch this the more i dislike really i don't like liz because i don't liz i don't feel sorry for because she wants to she says she wants to move on and do all this stuff with her life and but she this yeah. whole time during the apocalypse thing 
Sean's the one taking action. She's not doing anything. This is what she's been waiting for. Yeah, right. she's been waiting for him to do this. But why does he need to do years. it? Why why can't she do something? When she finally does something, it's just dump him. But then the the apocalypse happens and it goes right back to her following him. Why can't she why does she, she's just not an active character. And I'm going to say she I mean there's a reason why she works the least. I'm going to say she's the weakest actress of the of the core six or seven characters. Yeah, I mean that maybe she gets a little when she gets emotional and she's like, I don't know David. I don't. Eh, no, it's not as yeah. good as everyone else. She's she's weaker than everyone else in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not a huge David fan either, but that's nobody but leaves I think, that much yeah. of an impression on me. To be honest with you, I just well, I, I know don't feel you. like <laughs> any of these characters. I just watched part of the movie and maybe slept some. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I saw, thing. which I'm I not mean. gonna lie, I, I had a I had a tiny snooze there, probably about five minutes until the end. I mean, before the whole you did well once it once it really... gets all zombified, you 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 start to lose your interest because it's no longer offbeat <laughs> British comedy. Now it's zombie movie, and you're like, ugh, dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, that's not untrue. So, so the six of them, um, they get, have their misadventures. They make it to the Winchester. Sean's plan. Um, and they have like a final showdown there. Um, Barbara, we find out, was bitten on the route on route there. Uh, she dies and turns right Let's there. Let's just hide that from everybody for the first like couple hours. I'm in there and, and pretend no one's going to know. Bother you, Sean? I thought Sean would be worried. <sighs> yeah. So, well, she's a dit. I mean, it's not like fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's dumb, but so she turns. Uh, we're down to the five. Um, the whole time, David's gonna kill her because David's a dick, and David's like, "Uh, you have to kill her. She's a zombie. Like she's gonna be one of them." And um, yeah. they have a little showdown. He's trying to take over, and that's not working. No, because he sucks, and no one likes him, and he's not helpful. Right. Um. So right. so Sean takes the duty and kills her. Um. And then David he shoots sa- his mom in the face. I mean, jeez. Who? What? He shoots his mom in the face. Yes, he that's, has to shoot his mom. Yes, shoot. Zombie mom, but still, mom. That's shoots pretty mom funny. In the face. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> Nicole's laughing. I like that part. Because <laughs> I don't like, like the comedy so much. <laughs> I was like, Barbara sucked so much, I'm glad she got shot in the face by yourself. Yeah, you're laughing when everyone's dying because you don't like <laughs> yeah. them. So you're like, oh, finally. <laughs> when is everyone else going to die? So, yeah, speaking of which, so we get... um. Uh, David says something dickish to Sean. Sean punches him. David picks the gun up off the ground and sh- like shoots Sean, but the, the gun doesn't go off because it's not loaded anyway. It's yeah. out of shots. What an asshole! Like, yeah. like yeah, he was gonna just shoot him. Like he's he, he's been the worst the whole movie, and like now he's just like, all right, I'm out. Like like his little stupid plan doesn't work. He's about to run out into the pack of zombies, and then before he has a chance, he has a Is little last smart? minute dialogue with uh, Diane Lucy Davis's character. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then the zombies break through the window and rip him apart and pull his guts out and pull yeah, his head yeah. off. And it's That was awesome. like such a triumphant part of the movie for all of us, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. David and I was being... root- totally rooting for the zombies at that point. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, yeah. So they- and they're pulling on his legs to try to pull him back in. And they just rip, pull his legs off because the zombies are just eating shit. And then Diane gets an unceremonious send-off, which I don't like because, again, I like Diane as a character. I really feel bad yeah, for her. Yeah, we don't even get to say goodbye. No, she's just like, I'm coming, David. And I don't know why she all of a sudden cares about David. Because to me, she it doesn't care about David. She's there they're dating, right? 
They are, but I don't understand. They're they're dating. We, we've kind of established they're dating I feel because like that's not even ever clear. They are. It is. I always assume they were at the big be- at the beginning. The, at the beginning, they talk about how David's driving her to the theater and they just called it a love square. Dates. Yeah, it just didn't. I mean, there was no, there was nothing between them, and that was no because by design, they were both so. there waiting for them to break up so that yeah, she could try to date yeah. Sean and he could try to date Liz. I mean, not, nothing spoken, yeah. but that that was obvious. I mean, so um, she gets unceremoniously dumped off. So now we're just down to Sean, Ed, and Liz. Um, they get in the zombie fight. My mom falls asleep. Nicole tries to wake up and continues to sleep. Um, and I'm engaged. I'm like, yeah, zombie fight. Awesome. Like, uh, Honestly, I just kind of zoned out a little bit right now when you were just talking about it again. Oh, my God. Zombie fight. Zombie fight. <laughs> yeah, okay. I kind of did. Crickets. I was kind of like, oh, wait, he's still talking about it. So zombie fight. They get to the basement. Ed's been attacked by the flatmate. Uh, Pete, who is part of the zombie mob, Pete. and he gets like his I don't know, revenge on Ed because he's pissed off. And then another another line that repeats later on, Sean says, "I told you to leave him alone." Because early on he said, "Leave him alone," and he shoots the flatmate zombie. <laughs> um, Ed's all fucked up. They cause a little fire to try to distract. They go into the cellar. Ed's dying. They're trying to get out of the cellar. They have a heart to heart moment. Um, Where's Liz at? Liz is with them. Liz, oh. Ed, and <laughs> yeah, Sean. Remember any of Liz this. and Sean. Oh my yeah. god! They all they all escape to the cellar. They leave Ed with the gun because they figure out there's a lift out of the cellar. Um, and Ed, they light Ed's cigarette. He's gonna die. Um, they get out of and they're about to fight all the zombies. Liz and Sean being the only two left. And then the government shows up and they just like literally like all these tanks and like people and like uh, military guys show up and just mow down the herd of zombies. Um, and we get the girl who's been showing up this whole time, the Sean counterpart, um, who told the military Fake to go back to pick him up. What? Fake Liz. Yeah, alright, fine. Mm-hmm. Fake Liz, oh, whatever fake you want to call And the, she, they pick him up, uh, and then we get a smash cut to six months later, um, and I love all the little TV shows. Everything's gone back to normal, and they just show, like, all these little TV shows of after the zombie attack. Um, right. They have like Post a zombie a game com- show. They have like a zombie dating show. Oh, uh, it's like a Mari zombie... Povich. I'm in love with the zombie. Yeah, Trisha. Take your zombie is what to work it. day. I still. You, you go to bed with it? I still love him, Trisha. <laughs> um, I love that. And then they do the thing. Uh, uh, because many of the zombies retain their basic motor skills, they became ideal candidates for the service industry. And then we see the zombies, like, chained to, like, carts, and they're pushing carts around, like, a, uh, about <laughs> yeah. a shopping, about a, uh, a, a grocery store. Um, yeah. So, uh, Liz and Sean are now living together. Um, they've reconciled. Everything's fine between them. All their because all their friends the are flat dead. Is cleaner. Yeah, the apartment's cleaner. It looks like they're at Liz's flat, um, or maybe it's Sean. Oh, is it that's Sean's? Liz's. That's Sean's flat. Yeah. Okay, so they're at Sean's. Liz and Sean. Yeah. They go over their day, which sounds like basically hanging out, watching TV, going to the Winchester, and then coming back. And then um, right. Sean pops down to the shed real quick, where Zombie Ed is chained up and playing video games. <laughs> so basically, he's the same. <laughs> Nicole, like, <laughs> funny. 
And then Queens, you're uh, um, you're my best friend. Plays, and we go to credits. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's and that's Shaun of the Dead. So uh, feel in resonance, um, Nicole. <laughs> uh, it's a movie. It is a movie. Um, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm gonna have to give the overall movie. feel. Um, I'll, I'll be generous. I'll give it a. Th- I'll give it a three. <laughs> Um, oh, how gracious. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, the, none of the none of the specifications of this movie line up with my favorites, okay? But it is all in its entirety, it is fun to watch and I think that if I was not as tired when I was watching it the second time, I would have stayed awake and watched it again and would have enjoyed it more. But um I would say yeah. she did stay awake the first time she watched it. I can I did. That. I did. I would like to have been awake this time too. She has seen the whole movie, so (laughs) to see it again and really gather all the parts and see the little the little things that I missed the first time. But it's definitely a a funny movie for the people that appreciate it more than I do. And uh, what do you think, Mama Kay? I don't have an appreciation for zombie movies um, in the slightest, but uh, I love this movie. Um, I like Edgar Wright's films. I think he's got such a great point of view and gets it across really smartly um i give this movie a four and a half i mean i watch it all the time and and i'm worried about the fact that i watch this movie way too much for a woman my age so um i'm I'm gonna give it a four and a half and maybe even like i haven't seen hot fuzz i've seen the third one into the world world's end uh, yeah what's it called World's it's criminal, end. by yeah, the way. You haven't seen Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is my favorite Edgar Wright I, movie, and I and I can't wait to review that. I know one. this is called what the Coronetto trilogy. The Coronetto trilogy, like which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End, all all starring Simon Pegg and yeah. Nick Frost. Um, Are they all connected really with storyline? But... No. Oh. They're all some sort of disaster. Not disaster. But end of the like not not even end of the world. There's there there's genre films: a zombie film, buddy cop film. With a conspiracy theory twist and a apocalypse movie, yeah. So I, I mean, overall feel and resonance for this, yeah. It's a, it's a, f- um, it's a, it might be a five. I think it's a two five. I think it's a five oh. because for me, it, okay. I mean, it's a, it's in my top, you know, fifty movies ever. Maybe top like thirty something mm-hmm. in that range because it's just. Like and I said, there's new things I watched this time that I didn't see before, and I know next time that'll be the case. And a movie that's when you watch just tons of movies, and there's stuff that just has that much value in rewatching it. That's just special. Like so many movies are, yeah. You, you watch them, the whether they're good or bad, even if they're good, you just forget about them in a couple days or a week, and you never yeah. want to go back. And movies like this that are that have that energy throughout and are just uniquely shot, and the writing is so sharp. It makes you want to go back and notice more things, and that's that. Those are the kind of movies I really appreciate, and and that's you know it's it's better it's better than everything it is it is together. It's just it's it's it flows so well, and even not liking a, like several of the characters and having a couple motivation problems, it doesn't. It's overcome by the uniqueness, and you know you have to say it's it's the probably the most the first prominent buddy zombie comedy movie like it's it's kind of it's kind of unique on its own there have been movies like this since but um it's uh it's like the first of its kind kind of thing and 
A buddy zom rom com. A buddy rom a buddy zom rom com. Like here. it's just it's it's very <laughs> nice. unique and it's done and it's just it's uh produced and directed and written so yeah. so well. And you could just tell everyone had to pay attention and put, put their all into it and I really appreciate that. So um we're gonna go yeah. into our final recommends mm-hmm. now. I'll start with uh Nicole. Do you recommend Shaun of the Dead? Oh, um, yeah, I do, actually. As as much as it doesn't sound like I do, <laughs> I know that there's definitely people that would enjoy this. It is funny. Um, it's got that, that not having to think feel to it, which a lot of people enjoy when they're watching a movie. Um, I do sometimes, for sure. But, uh, you know, to me, this isn't my favorite, but it's definitely got... It's cult fan club that keeps it going for this long. So I, d- I do recommend it. Mom, okay? Yeah, I'm going to recommend this, recommend this movie too. Um, I don't know that I'd be part of the cult fan club, but I really would. I think this is one of those ones where you can just sit and talk with somebody else. Maybe it is a cult thing now that I'm saying it out loud. But, you know, you can sit and talk minutiae with someone or you can just talk about how, you know, how fun it is to watch and how smart it is. So it's a recommend for me. Yep, and I think it's made abundantly clear that this is a strong recommend for me. One of the strongest recommends I've given so far. Um, I just, I don't think it's even that dated. I think you could go in and never have seen this before and just really love it. Um, the only problem with it right now is just, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. It's consistently coming on and off streaming and on and off TV. So, you know, if you catch it anywhere and it's on and available, it's it's absolutely worth it. It's really just fun and I think I think engaging. I think it's hard to not pay attention when you're watching it. Um, it's it's really good. Yeah. It's uh, one of my favorite comedies, uh, and it's a keeper. <laughs> it's a keeper. Um, so that's that's Shaun of the Dead. Uh, we have next or coming up later this week. We have not decided on a movie yet, so we'll let you know on social media what we're doing there. But next week we do know what we're doing. Uh, and that is yes, Avengers Endgame. It is coming next week, that review. Um, and it's going to be me and Mama K, me trying to keep Mama K on track and on the rails. Yeah, good luck with that. This is going to be a big one. This is it. This is the end of a 22 movie arc. Holy yeah, shit. I'll do, it's, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's Endgame, you know? It's, it's, the, it's, it's the end of the l- largest franchise in movie history. I mean, there's no... I mean, not even Star Wars or Rocky or any other multi-decade franchises. Rocky 22. I mean, maybe Rocky (laughs) will catch up one day, but no other movie franchise has as many movies as this universe, and it's it's culminating next week, or I guess this week, but uh, we'll be reviewing its culmination next week. Um, and then we've We're got the Endgame and that, that that really kicks off our May uh, Endgame kicks off our May and June, which is full of theater reviews, lots of good stuff. Um, so if you want us to review anything specifically, uh, that's Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, uh, Films Women Pod on Twitter, and I am Brennan underscore Pod Host on Instagram. Um, Mama K, Nicole, thank you so much for being on. Thanks. Thank you. And until next time, everyone, this is Brennan signing off saying, enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. 
Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.